I'm not a big crier. Now, I cry in the presence of God, and I cry in the presence of all the women in my house. They can make me cry for multiple reasons. <laughs> but I have, you know, all daughters and five granddaughters. You're looking at the king of estrogen right here. If you've always wanted to meet him, this is it. I can tell you how to survive girl world. And uh, so that's my world. And um, they can make me cry. But most of the other times, I don't cry. You know, I, I, I just, that's just not a part of my nature. But this morning, I broke. This morning, I went to my office, and I felt something that didn't belong to me. I felt your pain. Someone in this room. The Lord knew that I had to feel your pain to say what he wanted to say. He knew that I had to articulate and craft this message a particular way. And I'll be honest with you, there are things in this message I probably would not have put in there. There are things that I probably would have, if I was trying to give you something homiletically sound, I probably would have done it a little differently. My favorite kind of preaching is expository. I like to go verse by verse by verse. That's my favorite kind. That's what I feel like I excel at the best, and that's what I enjoy the most. This was nothing like that. The Lord gave me one verse, and he said, this is what you have to say. So I don't know who this is for, but I know it's for more than one person. That's what I know. What I know is that God feels your struggle. What I know is that God sees your great faith, and you don't feel like you have any whatsoever. What I know is that God is testing you with his eyelids. You wonder if he sees, and he sees it all. But you're wondering if he has seen it at all. Whoever you are, God said to me that he feels your struggle. He feels that you're holding on with the last grip you have. And you're trying to hang on as much as you can. And you're, trying, you're not a quitter. This is what I know. You're not a quitter, but you've thought about it. You're, you're not a person that gives up easily, but you just don't know what to do. What the Lord allowed me to feel is anxiety and frustration. So now you know if you've been set up or not. I know that it's for more than one person, but now you know if this is for you. I really have one word to tell you, and I can go home because I'm just going to give you one scripture and then hammer the daylights out of that scripture. That's all I'm going to do. So I can give you one scripture, and I would be through delivering the message as God's mailman tonight. The scripture I have is Isaiah 3 and 10. This is what he said. Say to the righteous, it shall be well with you. I know you don't feel that way right now. I know you think there is no way out. I know you feel like it's so far out of control. There is no way to win it now. But the Lord told me to tell you, say to the righteous, it shall be well with you. So I want you to turn to somebody right now and just say to them, it's going to be well with you. It's going to be well with you. It may not feel like it. It may not look like it. It may look like the devil is winning, but I want to tell you he's not winning. 
It may look like God doesn't see, but I want to tell you, he sees it all, he knows it all, and he has a plan. I want to tell you, the devil found the front door, but God's about to open the back door and kick him out. There is an eviction notice on your enemy. Somebody needs to know that it will not last forever. And I'm here to tell somebody it's not going to last much longer. You've been in the trials of Job, but the Lord says he's seen your affliction. He has heard your cries in his ears. He has heard your song in the night season. And he will not let you down. Don't give up now because God is not going to let you down. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Say to the righteous, it shall be well with them. So I've come to tell you that it's going to be well. Some people who are not Christians sometimes pity Christians. They think we, because we haven't lived a drunken, brawling life of lust and luxuries and pleasures, somehow we've missed out. But I want to tell you, we haven't missed out at all. I want to tell you, life in Christ is the best life you can ever live. Life in Christ is the abundant life. You want a marriage? There's no marriage like a Christian marriage when a husband loves his wife as Christ loved the church and he gives himself up for her and presents her without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. There's no marriage like a Christian marriage. There is no family like a Christian family. There is no home like a home that can come together on a weary day and pray in the living room or come around the couch or a family altar. If you've had a family that never prayed, then you know there's a difference. If you had a family where you were dodging words and dodging curse words and stumbling over drunk people in the living room, you know there's a difference, but I want to tell you, there is no home like a Christian home when Jesus Christ is the centerpiece and the Lord of it all. There is no sleep like a Christian sleep when you lay your head down at night and he rocks you to sleep. There is no friend like a Christian friend. I've heard a lot of people say, well, my sinner friends treat me better than my Christian friends friends. My advice to you is get different friends because my Christian friends treat me better than brothers. My Christian friends are like family. I have Christian friends that I have bonded with in the trenches. They have held my hands in battle. They have picked me up on weary days. They showed up at just the right time. They brought me a word from the Lord when I needed it. There is no friend like a real Christian friend somebody who will encourage you somebody who will pray for you you need a friend who will send you a scripture you need a friend who will send you a song you don't need somebody who's just draining you with sad stories all the time maybe you need a different friend not somebody who's taken out but somebody who's putting in there is no life like a Christian life there is no marriage like a Christian marriage there is no friend like a Christian friend there are no holidays like a whole 
holy day. There is no joy like Christian joy. There is no peace like gospel peace. There is no love like Christian love. There is no life that can compare to the abundant life that you can have in Jesus Christ. It is the best life. It is the abundant life. It is the life that everyone should strive for. Don't be fooled by the infomercials of this world that show you some filtered version of somebody's joy when they're on their fifth marriage and the last one lasted two months. And don't take your, don't, Call, don't, don't allow your heroes to be celebrities with, with, uh, with, with, with life insurance on their hips and, and they, and they, and, and they've got, there's more fake to them than there's real and you've lived, you've seen their, don't, don't, no, no, no. There are some real people who've been in some real battles, who fought, who fought some real devils. Choose a hero that has a scar that can show you the goodness of God in the land of the living. Hallelujah. And I know there's only a handful of you that's even going to know what I'm talking about, and none of you young people even know who these people are. But I tell you, when I think about the Christian life, I think about a song that Howard and Vestal Goodman. Anybody remember that name? All right, we've got a few Goodman fans. How many of you have no idea what they are, who they are? There you go. So we're about half, maybe not half and half. But anyway, there's a few of you that know. But they used to sing a song that says, I don't regret a mile that I've traveled for the Lord. And I got to tell you, I can say that tonight without reservation. God has been good to me. God has taken me places I could have never gone. God has given me gifts I could not have earned. God has blessed me in more ways than I can count. His goodness has kept me. His mercy has gotten me through. His love has pulled me out of many fires. I don't know where I would be. I have to sing what Israel saying when they said, if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, where would I be? But I want to tell you, he kept my enemies away. He led me through the cloudy day. He led me through the seas of life. He has been so good to me. If God has been good to you, can you take about one minute right now and just thank him for the family you have, for the life you have, for the blessing you have? Can you just thank Thank him for his goodness right now. We praise you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you, God. Oh, God, you've been good to me. God, you blessed me when I didn't deserve it. You helped me when, I, when there was no help to be found. You have been there for me. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. No, you can have the other life if you want it, but I'll take Christ. I will take Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. There's nothing like a prayer partner. You can't get that anywhere but the church. There's nothing like taking your burdens to the Lord and leaving it there. There's nothing like being baptized in water and watching your old life wash right on down the stream and getting resurrected in a new life in Christ. There's nothing like 
like experiencing the peace that passes all understanding. And that's my prayer for somebody tonight. I know you don't understand it. The Lord let me feel your emotions. I know you don't understand it. I know you're all confused. I know you're full of anxiety. But the Lord says there is a peace that passes all understanding. It's going to keep your heart. It's going to keep your mind. And you're going to make it because he said, say to the righteous, I know what it looks like. I know what it sounds like. But it's going to go well with you. It will go well with you, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for supporting our ministry. If this has blessed you, please say a prayer for us. And if you would like to give, we have four ways that you can do that. You can give online at briancutshaw.com. Or if you're a PayPal user, just PayPal us at Church Trainer. Or you can also give through the mail at P.O. Box 267, Georgetown, Tennessee, 37336. Or if you're a Venmo user, you can Venmo us also at Church Trainer. Thank you, and God bless you, and may the Lord multiply your seed. Now back to Hope in the Word. There's nothing like paying your tithes and not worrying about the economy. Not worried about who just got elected or what party is going to change the, the economy of the nation because your, your security comes from another country. It comes from another world. There's nothing like walking in covenant with God when it does not matter what is shaking or what delivery was it made or what ship can't come in. I want to tell you, there's a ship that can always get to your house. There, If God has to use an angel or a devil to get it to you, he will get it to you any way he has to get it to you when you're walking in covenant with the Lord. Hallelujah. You say, God will use the devil. Well, haven't you ever heard of of Herod who built the temple? Have you ever heard of Pharaoh who made the children of Israel rich? Have you heard of the Chaldeans and and Habakkuk that came in and plowed the land and built houses? Then God scattered them and let them move into the houses? Oh, yes. God can bless you any way he wants to bless you. He said, say to the righteous, that it should go well with you. This next part is something I probably wouldn't have put in this sermon, but I had to for somebody in this room who's asking the question. Even in Christ, if you go through the hardest season of your life and even all the way to the end of your life, it shall still go well with you. Even in the end. I have seen way too much death in the last two years. People say they don't know of anybody who's been affected. My wife and I have lost 10 to 12 dear friends. These are not people's names we don't know. These are people we could hug their necks. These are people who sang with us on praise him, young and old alike. A 30-year-old girl who, who passed of COVID, who sang on my wife's praise team. Her piano player who played, who played right next to her every single week when she led worship for 18 years passed away of COVID, ministers, ministers, families, over and over again. I'm tired of COVID. I'm tired of death, but I want to tell you that even in death, it will go well with you. Even in death, we do not die like other people die. No, I want to tell you, even though I've seen too much death, 
when we die in the Lord, it is only a temporary separation. No, you go to heaven where time stands still. You go to heaven where there's no schedule to keep, where there is no night because it's always day. And when you go to heaven where time stands still and a day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as a day, you're going to feel the separation on this earth. But when you get to heaven, you're going to go have a meal with the master, look up a few friends and turn around and we'll all be there. I mean, it's going to seem like nothing. You're not going to be waiting by the eastern gate. I like the old song, but you're not going to be waiting by the eastern gate. No, you're going to enter the joys of the Lord and you're going to turn around and everybody you love is going to be standing there next to you because we do not die as other people die. When we die, we live. When we die, we are in the presence of the Lord. We do not die without hope. We do not sorrow as those who are without hope, but we die in the Lord. We go to a place where spring never fades, where night never comes, where disappointment is never known, where sorrow and sadness never endear the eyes. We go to a place where there is no hospital, there is no ICU, there is no ER, there is no COVID center, there is no jailhouse, there is no rehab center, there are no graves, there are no tombs, there are no funeral homes, death has been destroyed, there is no pain, there is no suffering, there is no need for a prayer chain or a prayer line or a drop of oil on your head. We're going to a place where every moment is a jubilee, where every second is a thrill, where every meal is a banquet, where the old order has been passed away because he will wipe every tear from your eye. There'll be no mourning. There'll be no sorrow, no more anxiety, no more fear. There will be no pain, no disappointment. Never again will you cry. Never again will you go hungry. Never again will you know pain in your Bible, in your body. You will never go to a funeral. You will never go to a mausoleum. You will never go to a graveyard. The newspaper in heaven, if there is one, does not have an obituary column. Because when you get to heaven, as the old song says, there is coming a day when no heartache shall come. No more clouds in the sky. No more tears to dim the eye. All is peace forevermore on that happy golden shore. What a day. Glorious day that will be. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. When I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace and he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land. What a day. A glorious day that will be. That is why in Revelation we hear in chapter 14 and 13 he said I heard a voice from heaven saying blessed are those who die in the Lord and then the Holy Ghost interrupted when the voice from heaven said it the spirit said yes 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 and they will rest from their labors and their works do follow them you got a double witness in that one statement that to live is Christ but to die is gain and to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord we do not fear death we do not fear death we walk into the presence of almighty God if you believe that and you're trusting in that I want you to give God praise right now hallelujah hallelujah 
Hallelujah. When the great Dale Moody, one of the generals and great evangelists of the Great Awakening was dying, he was about to take his last breath. He sat up on the bed and he said, Earth is receding. Heaven is descending. And I am going home. <laughs> you know, that's all we're doing when we die in this life. We're just going home. I've heard some saints on their last breath say, I'm ready to go home. Hallelujah. You know, there's a difference in those who die in the Lord and those who don't die with the Lord. That's the reason he said, say to the righteous, it shall go well with them. He didn't say it was going to go well with everybody. One of my staff members was walking with me through the Veterans Hospital in St. Louis, Missouri. We were going to visit a son of a lady there that had asked us to go by and see him. He was in the psych ward. I don't know if you've ever been in a place like this before, but we were walking down in the basement, and this was the most severe cases that they had. These are people that could no longer live in public. They were always, many of them were um, on so medicated, it looked like prison bars over their doors. So when you walk by, they had windows with bars and, and doors with bars. And this guy, John, and I were walking down through the middle of this corridor. And all of a sudden, I started hearing blood-curdling screams. And this is what they were saying. Man of God, what are you doing here, man of God? You shouldn't be here, man of God. And this, if you knew this big guy, John, I mean, he's as tough as nails. and He's an army guy, but I think he held my hand when that happened. I don't know for sure, but I think he did. I think he grabbed my hand because it was so terrifying when these people began to recognize that a minister, a man of God, was walking down these corridors. And I want to tell you, I've, been in, I've gone to a lot of people's bedsides when they passed. And sadly enough, I've heard people who died without Christ, and they screamed with the awfulest screams. They, they cried out with the worst cries you can imagine as they slipped into hell. And as they could feel the flames of hell burning their feet, they were screaming. And many of them, even on their deathbed, I have walked into surgery centers in St. Louis. St. Louis is a Catholic town, and I knew how to get in a Catholic hospital. I had the collar. I had the black suit. I'm not a Catholic priest, but I knew that gets you in anywhere. And if I, had to, if I was called downtown, I would just put on the right clothes, and I would walk in the hospital, and they say, yes, Father, and take me wherever they wanted to take me. And there was one time there was a lady in our church said, you've got to get to my neighbor. She does not know the Lord. She's under an operation. And they said she's not going to live through the operation. And I went into the operating room and I said, I, I'm here to pray with this lady. You can't. We're about to start the operation. I said, but she hasn't had last rites. You just got to learn the language. And they said, oh, sorry, Father. We'll let you in to do last rites. And so I walked in and I said, do you know that it's all right between you and God? And she said, I don't want to hear that. I said, you need to hear it now. You are minutes away from an operation, and this is no time to be stubborn. This is a time that you need to invite Jesus Christ in your heart. This lady was 90 
years old, but she lifted up a little hand and she repeated the words that I said and she invited Jesus into my heart and she died about 30 minutes later on that operating table. That's hitting it close. That's way too close, but thank God she's in heaven. I had a man by the name of Bob Tipton who called me and said, Pastor, my sister has been a drunk our entire life. He said, you've got to go, you've got to go minister to her. She's in a coma in the hospital. I grabbed my youth pastor and we went to the hospital. His name was Paul. Paul and I went to the hospital and we thought, how are we going to witness to this lady? She is in a coma. And we got there to the hospital. She had never gone to church. She had never professed Christ in her whole life. And that we got in there and she wouldn't wake up. And I laid my hands on her and said, Lord, you know Bob and Ann. And you know how they've served you all these, all these years. Lord, Bob has asked me to pray for his sister. Can you just bring her back to us long enough for her to get saved? And then that way she won't go to hell. Listen, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. God doesn't want anybody to be an enemy of the cross. I'm telling you, that woman opened her eyes, sat up in the bed and said, somebody bring me a Dr. Pepper. I said, I'll get you a Dr. Pepper if you'll pray this prayer with me. She said, what kind of prayer you want, preacher man? I said, it's the prayer your brother Bob sent me here to pray. You're going to invite Jesus into your heart and you're going to mean it or you're not going to get your Dr. Pepper. She said, all right, then pray away. And I said, dear Jesus, I admit that I've sinned. And she's there on the bed. She's got that, that low alto crackling voice, you know. And she's praying this prayer with me. And she finishes praying that prayer. She invites Jesus into her heart. And I said, go get a Dr. Pepper. And the nurse went to get the Dr. Pepper. She laid her head back, went back into a coma. Never got to taste the Dr. Pepper. But she got the taste of the marriage supper of the Lamb. She never survived that. She was dead an hour later. That's too close. But I want to tell you, you don't have to wait that close. You don't have to wait till it's almost over. And you don't need to spend your life doing the devil's business and worry about slipping into hell. You can invite Jesus Christ in your heart. Live the good life, the abundant life, and it can go well with you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I've stood by many saints' beds. And when I stood by their beds, I have seen their eyes brighten up. And I, have, I can't tell you how many of them have said this to me. There's numerous of them have done this through my 40 years of ministry. They'll say, I see Jesus standing right there. He's, none of us could see him, but they could see him. I've heard them say, I can hear the angels sing. Pastor, I can hear the angels sing. I couldn't hear anything, but they could hear the angels sing. Oh, come angel band. Whatever they were singing, I want to tell you, there is a good life. There is a better life. And when you surrender your life to Jesus Christ, this scripture says it can go well with you, even if you're facing the worst thing in life. This program is brought to you by the partners of Brian Cutshaw and Church Trainer Ministries. Please help us pray that the Lord will continue to send us more partners so we can expand his kingdom around the world.